listening to Five Nights. 7 to 10 p.m. only on 5 FM. That's right. We are looking at the year ahead. That's how I'm theming this week. It's looking at 2024 and what lies ahead. We've spoken about manifestation. And now I want to chat about some of the big news stories to look forward to this year. And to help me do that, I've got political contributor, journalist and social uh, commentator Ayanda Sishi Wigzel joining me in studio. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. And welcome. Uh, hi to all the 5FM listeners. I, I, I love it. I love radio people. You, 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 you. It, Forget that. No, this is Gangabo show. I did forget. I did forget because I was literally going to say welcome back and I was going to do a link of my own and I'm sitting here on the microphone. I had the system in front of me and I was ready. I even said I put my headphones on in 30 seconds oh. on. I was ready to go. I love it. Are you excited about this year? As somebody who is so close to news mm. and sometimes that gets very overwhelming, mm. are you looking forward to the year? Ahead? No. Really? No. I, and, and the thing is, is that people are, I, I know I'm meant to be positive, yes. but I am not. I'm not <laughs> looking forward to the news year ahead really? because already it's just carnage. Stanley, Stanley Cups, you know, to other nonsense happening, which we'll mm. be getting into now. But I just think that already the year has just been so insane, seven days in, and I'm just not prepared for what's going to come um, in the next coming months. I'm, I'm terrified, actually. Let's kick off with the fact that it's a big year in terms of elections, not only mm-hmm. in South Africa, but other countries around the world too let's mm-hmm. chat about that yes the united states of america india pakistan russia they're going to elections mexico it's US elections this year as well yes oh my word yes so there is going to be interesting things happening because obviously the state of the world right now mm. as it is is really really shaky to mm. say the least and so these countries that are going into the elections now there are lots of things that are happening there for russia it's the ukraine war that's going to be um forefront of the minds well depending on how free their democracy actually is because yeah. we know that there are problems there. In Pakistan, we have problems with political leaders who are being arrested, opposition le- leaders being arrested. In India, we're dealing with um, anti-Muslim um, anti-Muslim hate and violence that is happening there. And in the United States, we know that it is incredibly polarizing for the man that is currently president of the United States, mm. which is um, Joseph Biden, because of the things that he has been saying. But actually, when you look at it at a domestic level, we have to look at the abortion laws that have been repealed yeah. and whether or not women are going to actually vote there. Because in the last elections, before Biden won, in, in, in 2020, um, in 2016 rather, 54% of white women in the United States voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. And now their reproductive rights have been taken away. So what is that going to look like moving forward in this next election yeah. under Biden? Not good at it's, all. It's going to be very, very interesting because mm. if you look at it, most of the biggest economies in the world are going into elections next year. It's going to change the landscape of the world moving forward. And I can imagine it's going to change a lot of things economically as well. Mm-hmm. We need to be ready for that. In terms of South Africa... Mm. You know, what is happening at the moment in terms of elections? I know we're encouraging young people to go out and register to vote. A lot of young people don't know who to vote for. I think there's a lot of voter education that still needs to happen. There is a lot of civic education Mm. that needs to happen. There was a podcast clip that was actually trending. I think it was either this week or last week on Twitter. And it, it really, I don't want to speak about the contents of what was in that audio clip, yeah. but I do think that civic organi- um, civic education is something that is sorely missing in our education system. And the only way in which we can fix that is for the government to actually have a buy-in. But the issue is that those in power actually don't want young people to have that much information. So it actually ends up being the responsibility of the oh. NGOs in order to fix that gap that comes in civic, or- in civic education. And that cannot happen. 
happen. And we can't leave that to NGOs only. We can't leave that to the IEC only because as a Chapter 9 institution, their budget is extremely limited. And we know that because of the, story, uh, the, the austerity measures that have been implemented by, by, by National Treasury, each department budget has been slashed. There was almost an, there was almost not going to be a second registration weekend that happened no. this year that was going to happen. It almost did not happen because of, of the budget constraints that have been happening. The, the ground workers, the, 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 um, the workers that are meant to be on the ground and educating people, they are far and in between that are coming from the IEC. So NGOs have had to step up. Political parties have had to fill in that gap as well. But we don't want political parties to take part completely in civic, mm. um, civic education because they are going to be doing it to the benefit of getting voters for them. You know, I was trying to remember the other day, I saw the very same clip on social media, mm. a lot of misinformation that's being spread over there. Mm. It, your podcast, I love that we all have free speech, but man, they are causing trouble, trouble. with all of us having so much access to our phones. But I was, I was trying to remember if there was any education when I was in school that about voting and how the system works and I realized absolutely not I really understood you know the voting process in elections when I got to university and chatting mm. to friends who were studying politics. Exactly. And reading myself and finding that information out myself and that is very sad. It's extremely, extremely sad. Look, like I said before, this is done by design. Mm. It's done to make sure that young people don't have access or have limited access so that they can have limited decisions about what they want to do with their lives. And we're listening to just what our parents say or what exactly. history says. Exactly. The circle is so, so small. So I always encourage young people, please, if you have access to a cell phone, if you have access to the internet, please read those manifestos. Mm. But also please, if you have access to people who know others in NGO spaces, if you see that there's a class happening, if you see that there's a workshop happening, please attend. There are many people who are doing absolutely great work, like Ground Up Collective from Balintuli. Oh, yes. There is Youth Lab um, that is run by, by Pearl Palais and they are doing magnificent work when it comes um, into the space of, of, of civic of civic education. There's also the Ravonia Circle, which has the Democracy Workers Program, which also does civic education. So there are people who are trying. There are mm. organizations that are really doing the work. But I think that the problem here is that they, those NGOs can only have so much reach. They can't reach they everybody. They can't reach everybody. And everybody deserves to make that decision about whether or not they want to vote and who it is that they are going to vote for and make sure that they have the adequate information that they need in order to make the decisions for themselves and their communities. I love that point. Go out and find that information for yourself. Mm. and you know make sure that you're also fact checking the information that you are reading Precisely. because fake news is still a problem is fake news going to still be a problem in 2024 absolutely especially mm. with the upcoming elections it is going to be a serious serious issue and it actually might turn the tide in our elections look at what happened in the United States of America and the barrage mm. of misinformation and disinformation which led to the election of Donald Trump and yeah. also led to um, you know almost had him um, um, Joe Biden lose the election yeah. in, in 2020 yeah. so misinformation and disinformation is going to play a huge role we need to make sure that the IEC is well aware of the misinformation and disinformation machine. There are different ways in which we can combat this. This involves the Real 411 platform, which people can go there and actually say, hey, look, I saw this on social media. I don't know whether or not this is true. Please, can you verify this for me? And if we see that it is actually misinformation and disinformation, the Real 411 has the power, a direct connection to the um, to the South African Human Rights Commission and can actually report instances of hate I speech on social media. So please, there are platforms that are on social media that are there 
there to help you. Real 411 for Media Monitoring Africa is there to make sure that you are fact-checking, to make sure that they are reviewing the things that are on social media, but most importantly, to give you the tools to learn how to check for misinformation and disinformation. Yeah, don't just now send it on WhatsApp, like aunties do it on our WhatsApps mm. where they're just spreading misinformation so much and you're just like, this is spreading like wildfire and it's it absolutely not true, you know? Mm. And there's this misconception that it's much older people that do that on WhatsApp and all of that, mm. but that's not true. Young people as well. Yes. Everybody's got access to podcasts and mm. everybody's TikTok. got access to TikTok. Oh, that's that's another one. Mm. So much misinformation there. Okay, what else in 2024 is going to be big in terms of news. I mean, students are going back to varsity in, in, in Feb. Students are going back to university. Mm. Um, Inesfas is still a mess. Mm. It's still a debacle there. The latest being that allegedly the Minister of Higher Education, Technology, Science and Higher Education was accepting money for patronage through patronage lines mm. in order to fund his political party. In order, for, um, This is coming from a disgruntled service provider. Um, remember that NSFAS used to have service providers that yes. would give money um, yes. and then that has been done away with yes. um, with the recommendation of the parliamentarian um, of the parliamentarian committee who is who is actually headed by a former Fees Must Fall leader um, Nombendulo who is doing actually an amazing job. Is she doing great? Okay. She's doing an amazing job at okay. making sure that people are being held accountable. Yeah. And I think the issue that I have with this country is that there are young people who are just trying so hard hard within the space within the system and they're just being completely bombarded by people who have already been in the system for a very long time mm. who are being corrupt exactly and they don't want to move from those positions and they don't want to move from those positions and make space yeah. for the next generation yeah. but we also need to be very very aware of where it is that this information is coming from mm. because this is coming from an, an organization that also has vested interests as well and so we need to be aware of where this information is coming from. We need to verify this information and whether or not it is going to make sense for you. Mm. But you as an individual need, I, I cannot implore this enough, please read for yourselves. Yeah. Don't consume information and say that because it comes from this place, then it must be credible. Absolutely. You need to actually just investigate things for yourself in order for you to know that whether or not this is fact or whether or not it is misinformation and disinformation. When it comes to NSFAS, yes. there is a fake website that is going around. Oh, no. That is saying that they are NSFAS and that they can help you. So if you have funds, then you must pay X amount of money into this account. And then it's, 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 it's basically fake. And it's basically extracting money from the poorest of the poor. That does not even sound real. But you know what? That's the thing. Somebody who's desperate for funding is going to take that seriously and think, oh, okay, I can get funding and think this is actually serious. Okay, so there is a, a fake Nesfus website that mm. we need to literally let everyone and anyone in our families know about. That's and a serious one. There are very, there's just simple ways to check whether or not a website is fake. Mm. The first thing you need to look at is for spelling mistakes. Yes. Look for the IP address as well. Make sure that there are proper letterheads. If those things are out of sync, mm. then you know for a fact. If it is not a, if it is a, a, a cell phone number that is starting with a plus 27 and is a normal cell phone number, do not contact that number okay. because government officials will not normally put in contact details. It will normally be a cell, it will normally be a phone phone, not yeah. a cell phone device. Yeah. It will actually be a landline. Yeah. So these are very little things that you need to watch out for. But Google is always your best friend. Mm. Double check. 
and see is does this person actually yeah. work for Nespas? Is this person the actual manager for Nespas? I mean, besides Nespas, there are also all these uh, youth job sites as well where mm. even I struggle sometimes because mm. I mean, I'm always out here helping cousins and whatever find work, and even I'm going on websites and I'm like, wait, hold on, this isn't real. Sometimes you only realize after sending the link, and I think that's so important for us to do that. Check yourself as well before mm. you share that job link with somebody else. Check that it is actually real Absolutely. because you're just wasting time. Absolutely. Um, cyber expert, my brother, he mm. was on the SABC speaking about this exact same issue because there are job job websites that are coming up so frequently now and the government actually, there is regulation that is coming in in order to make sure that they actually fix these problems. But mm. for now, they're, just, they're coming at such an alarming rate that government actually does not know what to do at this point in time. But there is a problem, a serious problem when it comes to these fake websites and they need to do something about the cyber, the cyber crimes mm. that are happening because the NESPAS and, and these kinds of institutions are very, very weak when it comes to protecting themselves against these kinds of cyber crimes. And one day something is going to happen where money is going to be lost and it is because there's going to be a digital crime that takes place. Yeah. So we need to make sure that the government knows that they need to protect themselves against these kinds of cyber crimes. I mean, I, I, I saw a, a headline earlier today about uh, the rise of cyber crimes mm. in, in, in South Africa. I mean, just last year at the end of the year, we had a conversation on cyber crimes in South Africa and cyber safety and how we can take better of our, care of ourselves online because people are getting scammed left, right and centre. And it's because of the, the, the sign. It's a sign of the times. Mm. If you look at the, the desperation that we are living in, the cost of living is rising exponentially. Yeah. Right now, people are, are scrounging for, for registration money. There are so many things that young people are going through at this point in time. And so cyber crimes is always going to increase when you see the state of society. Mm. It's, it's actually an indication that there's something wrong going on within yeah. that society. Yeah. An economic indicator. And it's, an indi- <laughs> it's, it's a socio-economic <laughs> indicator. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we've looked at elections. We've looked at NESPA. So what's next on your list of big things <laughs> to happen this year? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to preface this by laughing, honestly, but this is going to be a huge trigger warning. Okay. So for anybody who's listening now, if you are a victim of sexual assault, I think that maybe let's just stick mm. off for now until until the melodies come back mm. on because we'll be talking about Joshua, TB Joshua and TD Jakes and the story that has come out. What is happening with TB Joshua? I know there's a documentary that's there out. There are allegations docu- that are out. Yes. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the documentary or mm. read any of the articles yet. I'm literally waiting to have time to mm. dig in. What's going on there? What is the story? I watched. So here's mm. what happened. Okay. He is a fraud. He has been proven to be a fraud for Mm. well over 20 years. But now the issue is that those who have been speaking out have been silenced. Mm. There have been talks of people who are within the compound of the synagogue church of all nations um, that they have been raped. Mm. They have been assaulted and they've been kidnappings and they're basically in essence a cult. But now what is scary about this operation is that there are people, powerful people, who are attached to this man. Presidents, statesmen, oh, my word. who have gone and received blessings from TB Joshua. Mm. There have been statesmen, there have been celebrities yeah. who have received so many blessings from TDJ. Of course. These, 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 these are the same pastors that preach prosperity and wealth. Yeah. What prosperity and wealth are you preaching in a country that has 48% unemployment? Mm where most people are living underneath the poverty line in mm, Lagos. Mm. What exactly are you preaching? What mm. kind of prosperity are you bringing to people? Exactly. But let's never mind that because the whole overarching theme of this is that there is going to be a reckoning oh, it started. in 2024 yeah. of powerful men 
who have been getting away with sexual crimes. Yeah, the Epstein list. I mean, that the came Epstein out. All those, all, the, the, all those documents came out. Uh, Puff Daddy. About Puff Daddy. It's R. Lot. Kelly. Yeah. Jonathan Majors mm. giving an interview that is reeking of R. Kelly vibes. Uh, yeah, Newton. absolutely. And so it's really harrowing to see how these men have been able to get away with it. Yeah, the jig is up. The machinery that is in place mm. to make sure that they continue. And this is why when we say patriarchy hurts, not just us as women, but it hurts men too. It hurts it everybody. It hurts everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody is involved in this system. Mm. What is the entertainment industry going to look like after 2024? Oh my I goodness. wonder. Babe, it's even hard to play music because everybody's got allegations. You're like, okay, can't play this one, can't play that one, can't play no. this one. Yeah. It's 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 actually really intense. So you reckon a reckoning in twenty twenty four, all these people mm-hmm. with these allegations over years abusing their power, they are going down. They really are. See it. Yeah. It's 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 happening. Mm. It's really happening. And it's not only gonna be Puff Daddy. Mm. They're going to be others that are going to be coming out. It's not only going to be R. Kelly, it's not mm. only going to be Jonathan Majors. Mm. It's not only going to be Monga Ningema. Mm. There's seven yeah, there's going it's, to be it's, more. There are going to be more. Yeah. And the issue is that these men are praised time and time again. And then they get away with their crimes. And next thing you know, they're going to get a playhouse uh, statue there in front of the playhouse. And every single time those actors walk in there who are harassed by that man are going to see the statue of oh, their Oh, babe, abuser. they just moved to Bali or moved to Cape Town. Amen. <laughs> we'll be exiled from our country. Because that's the thing. They, like, move to a different country and they carry on living fabulously there, which is just terrible. Uh, what else can we look forward to in 2024 to wrap up? I am looking forward to a better South Africa. Mm. I'm looking forward to hopefully government doing their jobs, yeah. guys. Please do. Yeah. I'm hoping that the LGBTQA plus youth will be protected mm. more. Mm. I'm hoping to have the Department of Education do their jobs. Most importantly, I'm hoping that radio will thrive. Oh, thank you. That radio will work, that will open up the industry, mm. have more content producers, mm. have more different kinds mm. of audio, different kinds of journalism, different kinds of writing. I just want people to be included at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. What I'm looking forward to in 2020 is for 2024, rather, is for the elections to be over. Mm. I'm tired of people asking me who I'm going to vote for. Oh, babe. It's like you figure out who you're voting for yourself. And if you even are going to vote because I don't vote. Exactly. So there's another topic. Oh, what? You don't vote? No. No, Ayanda. I do not. And I'm saying that on national radio. Okay. So I know but I'm going to get a thing, barrage. Your your sh- no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm already like side-eyeing you. Like, what? I'm out here every day going, we must vote as young people. But I'm in encouraging people to vote. That's, I, I encourage you to I vote. I love that you encourage people to vote. I encourage people yes. to vote. But as a person who reads manifestos on, 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 on a daily basis, mm. as somebody who, inter- who, who interacts with political parties, I just don't see myself voting for any of them. But mm. that's a topic for another day. You'll invite me back. I definitely <laughs> want to invite you back uh, uh, for that because. Because, I mean, you, there are reasons as to why you're saying that and it's not coming from an ignorant uh, place. Nope. But we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have that conversation. But thank you so much for joining me and letting me in on 2024 and some of the big news stories that are going to happen. It's only the 8th of January. There's been so much that's happened already. You and I are definitely going to chat a lot this year because so much is going to happen. If people want to follow you, where can they do so? You can follow me at Ayanda Dankiso on Twitter and on all social media platforms, actually, and on LinkedIn as well. All right, Ayanda Dankiso on Twitter, all social media platforms. You're absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for the insight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're listening to Five Nights, 7 to 10 p.m. only on 5 FM.